What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of a podcast on Elm Street. I am Mark. And I'm Brooke. And this week we're doing another listener request. And this one comes in from uh, Michael from We Love Horror. And he suggested As Above, So Below from 2014. Yep. Nice little found footage ditty. Yes, sir. My first time watching this one. Yeah, and uh, I'm kind of excited to see what you have to say about it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm excited to talk about it. <laughs> um, before we jump into it, uh, let's talk about what we've been watching this week. Yeah, I haven't watched uh, too much horror since it's only been like, I don't know, a few days since we last spoke pretty much. But uh, yeah. um, since you've been watching all of your... Uh, Marvel movies, I had the inkling to watch Thor Ragnarok. Nice. So I rewatched that one the other night. Um, one of my favorite Marvel movies. I fucking love it. Yeah, it's good. And then I finally watched uh, The Gentleman, the uh, oh. latest Guy Ritchie movie. Yeah. Um, I thought it was good. It wasn't my favorite Guy Ritchie movie, but it was definitely uh, enjoyable. Um, a few characters really like in it. Uh, yeah. really good cast too fuck the way Casey goes on about it you think it's the best movie ever made <laughs> I know he loves that <laughs> fucking movie and then uh, tonight Bettina and I watched uh, the movie The Lovebirds on the Netflix Lovebirds. I don't know if I've seen uh, that on there yeah it was supposed to be released in theaters this uh, this month or next month but with all the COVID stuff happening it got uh, really straight to Netflix so okay. it has uh, Kumail Nanjiani in it and uh, Issa Ray. Okay. Um, it's pretty good. It was all right. Is uh, I don't know, not bad. A yeah. Few, like funny parts, but uh, just like typical like rom com movie. Okay. And then for horror, the only thing I watched uh, this week was the movie Underwater. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I told you, um, it was pretty good. Like um, I didn't love it, but I didn't like hate it either. Yeah. Just kind of like. I don't know, middle of the pack movie, uh, some interesting like shots and stuff like that, and some cool, uh, cool things they did with it. But uh, just a cool like uh, monster movie kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. What about you? Okay. Uh, yeah, I was on nights the last two nights, so I haven't really had a chance to watch too too much. Um, but uh, I kind of took your advice and watched Excision earlier in the week yeah yeah <laughs> and holy <laughs> fuck that is quite the movie <laughs> so weird and oh man so fucked up yeah uh annalyn mccord did a really good job she was fucking nuts yeah like you were telling me you've seen her before but uh yeah i didn't i never recognized her but uh 
Yeah, well, the make great job. The makeup department did a wicked job on her too, because she's usually like a really, really attractive woman. And okay. in, in that movie, she was like, she had like pimples all over her face and yeah. just like looked disheveled the whole movie. Yeah, and she but, looked like a high schooler. Yeah, and I think yeah, she was quite a bit older than than mm-hmm. a teenager too. Whenever they made this, but yeah, fucking wild movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I finally finished, um, the movie villains. We, oh, were, yeah. talk- we were talking about that in our last episode. Cause yeah, uh, how was that? Uh, it was good. It's act- like, I had a lot of fun watching it. It's, okay. uh, it has make Monroe and, um, uh, Bill Skarsgård and okay. they're fucking hilarious together. It was actually a good movie. Yeah. I'll definitely check that out. Cause I love, uh, both those, those actors. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. And lastly, I started watching the Nosferatu show. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, you're telling me that. But I've only watched one episode of it, so I don't really have like a like a good review of it so far. But Yeah, I was it, thinking of getting into the uh, the Wolf Creek show that's on Shudder. Yeah, I've, I'm interested in that, too. And like, because I was surprised there's like three seasons of it, too. So yeah. It must be pretty decent. Mm-hmm. And the movies are good, so... Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, and that's it. I've only really watched three things. Cool. So yeah, short week. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we'll hop into those podcast shoutouts. Starting off as usual, uh, it's a horror podcast, and they're going to be dropping their episode next week yeah. on uh, on uh, Dario Argento. Oh, nice which I'm pretty excited for. Uh, I haven't watched a lot of his movies, but... Nah, me either. We were even talking about that a few weeks ago. Yeah. Watching some more of his shit. Yeah. Uh, Next up is We Are Horrified, and they're going to be dropping an episode, uh, well, next week also, on um, Gerald's Game, which came out in 2017. Have you seen that one? I did, yeah. I watched it when it came out uh, yeah. a couple of years ago. Yeah. I remember liking it. Yeah, it was good. Uh, the one scene I, uh, fucked me up for, good, for life, but uh, I won't say much of it, but uh, yeah, like when she's like handcuffed to the bed and uh, yeah. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but. Yeah, I think I, think I have an idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was good though. Yeah. Uh, next up is We Love Horror. Uh, not too sure what's going on with them. I know Michael's got, uh, they're going to have a couple of guest people coming on here and there, but I uh, haven't, haven't really talked to him too, too much lately, but uh, excited to see what he's going to bring to the table. And uh, our boy Daniel from the Creepy Crap Podcast, um, he just dropped an episode on Apollo 18, which came in, wow, came in 2011. I didn't realize yeah. he was that old. Uh, I remember watching this whenever it first came out, and yeah, it was not a good movie at all. <laughs> yeah, I've, I feel like I've watched it, but I'm probably also getting it mixed up with Apollo 13. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Two slight, slightly different movies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I haven't listened to his episode yet, but uh, it's definitely on my agenda. And uh, a new podcast that uh, we don't normally shout out, but uh, I've been talking to the guy quite a bit lately, and he's shown us a lot of support on Instagram and whatnot. Um, 
So I'm going to give him a little shout out on here too. Uh, his name's Chuck and his podcast is Chuck goes to the movies and uh, he doesn't do like horror movies specifically. He just does like a, he just does movies basically. Yeah. Um, but I've, I've listened to a couple episodes and like, fuck man, the guy's a natural. I, I really, really enjoy listening uh, to those two episodes that I've listened to so far. Um, but yeah, he's got, uh, I don't know how many he's got out now. I want to say like 10, 10 or 11, maybe 11, 11. Yeah. And he just dropped an episode on the Simpsons movie today, actually. Nice. Um, so yeah, I definitely want to listen to that one, but, uh, yeah, check him out on Instagram guys. Chuck goes to the movies and, uh, shoot him a message if you want. He's a really cool guy to talk to. All right. But yeah, that's all I got. So, uh, let's hop on into this movie. So like we said in the intro this week, we're talking about As Above, So Below from 2014. And it was a listener request coming in from Michael from We Love Horror. Thank you again, Michael, for requesting this one and participating. You're a gentleman and a scholar. (laughs) All right. So the synopsis. When a team of explorers ventures into the catacombs that lie beneath the streets of Paris, they uncover the dark secret that lies within this city of the dead. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, this movie was directed by John Eric Dowdle. And if his name sounds familiar, it's because we just talked about him not too long ago whenever we did our quarantine episode. He directed that, and he also directed the Poughkeepsie Tapes, uh, the TV show Waco, which is a fucking phenomenal show. And if you haven't watched it, you need to. I need to to get on that. Oh, man, it's so good. And uh, Uh, I don't know if Waco was released once when we did our quarantine episode either. That's true, actually. I think it might have been, like, upcoming. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. But anyways, it's out now, and it's awesome. Yeah, he doesn't have like too many movies under his belt either. No, he doesn't. From what I saw. And most of them are horror movies, and a few of them are like found footage horror movies too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he's also done Devil, which is the, the movie in the elevator, and um, yeah. No Escape. And uh, yeah, not much else other than that. And as for the cast, uh, the leading lady is Perdita Weeks, and she played Scarlet, and she is in uh, Ready Player One. I don't remember her in that, though, but it's such a... Yeah, I, yeah, I like, saw ste- she played a girl named Kira, so I, I... Yeah, I don't know. It could have been a voice acting job, I don't know, because that movie's so, like, CGI, so... yeah. Uh, she's also played a big part in Magnum PEI, the TV show. 
and uh, Penny Dreadful, um, The Tudors, and uh, one of my favorite movies, the Spice Girls movie. <laughs> Spice Girls? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I used to watch that movie so much because my sister loved that movie so much. Oh, yeah. We had like the VHS and everything. Mm-hmm. Classic movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up is Ben Feldman, and he played George. And he's in the Friday the 13th remake, Cloverfield, Mad Men, and Drop Dead Diva. Yeah. And uh, a little bit of trivia about Ben Feldman. He is actually, um, he suffers from like claustrophobia. What? So, yeah. So during the filming of this <laughs> movie, they had to like take frequent breaks so he could like just kind of calm himself down, take a bit of a breather. Dude, that's actually crazy because yeah. like, his character doesn't like to go in caves. Yeah. That's funny. So I don't know if they if they like wrote that into the script after they found out that he was claustrophobic yeah. or what, yeah. but or if it was just purely coincidental. But that may have pushed my score up a half a point. <laughs> <laughs> but like why are you signing on for a movie that takes yeah, place really. in the fucking catacombs underground if you're claustrophobic? Yeah. Holy shit. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, next up is Edwin Hodge. Uh, he played Benji and he spent a lot of time behind the camera, but uh, you do see him quite a bit also. Yeah. He's uh, pretty recognizable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he is in the purge, the purge anarchy and the purge election year. Um, he played two different characters like throughout the series though. Yeah, because I think on his iron to be it's like the uh Bloody Stranger and Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in election year he actually had a name, so Oh okay. Unless the guy got a name throughout the series, I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah. I never paid that much attention um, to it. Just a little uh sidebar. Have you watched the show, the T V show? No, I haven't. Okay, me either. I feel like it's like it's gotten fairly good reviews, though. That's what I thought too. Yeah, I might have to check it out. Um, but yeah, Edwin Hodge was also in the Red Dawn remake, mm-hmm. uh, Bumblebee, the Mayans MC, and he was in the Good Neighbor. And lastly is uh, Francois Seville, and he played Papillon. And he is a French actor, so he's mostly in French movies that I've never heard of, so I didn't bother listing them off. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there's a few other people in that as well, but they were more lower lower on the bill. Yeah. Um, the girl who played Susie, though, she, that's her. this is her first acting role. Oh, really? Yeah, I feel like oh, she okay. did a pretty good job, considering. Yeah, I mean, she, wasn't, she didn't do too much in the movie, in my opinion, but... Yeah. No, but pretty good. Yeah, yeah. for the first role, definitely. Yeah, uh, pretty good. Yeah. All right, and that's all I got for a cast. So let's hop on into this shit. Let's get into it. All right, like we said, we're talking about As Above, So Below from 2014. So the movie opens up with uh, Scarlett. She's on a bus and she's making like a video talking about how she's in Iran. And she's going to find a cave and that she knows like how dangerous it is. And if she gets caught, like the consequences are that she gets buried in sand like to her head. And then they push a wall of 
rocks onto her pretty much. What a <laughs> fucking way to go too, eh? Yeah. Like, wow. So she gets to, I guess, her friend, uh, Riza. He's, like, taking her into a hole in his house that is, like, some caves, I guess. Yeah. And um, the, the workers there are going to be blowing up the caves for some reason. I don't really say why, but uh, they're going to be destroying it. And she's trying to find this thing called uh, a rose key. Basically, she finds this, like, wall, like, knocks it down, and then she finds all these, like, engravings on it and, like, scans it, like, takes pictures of it and stuff, and then finds that. And it's called a rose key. So she gets the hell out of there. She, like, comes out of the hole, and there's a guy just hanging. And then the uh, the cave blows up. And then it cuts... I think to like the uh the title screen yeah and, and uh it, yeah i hadn't watched this since it first came out and this is your first time watching it obviously but um whenever she came around the corner i was like well fuck what a random spot to find a dead guy hanging but then it like explains it later on what it was or really? who it was I should, well kind of like oh is that is that the same guy from the end of the movie well we'll talk about it when we get there Damn, we'll, okay. Well, we'll, fuck. we'll make a mental note. <laughs> All right, mental note. <laughs> so then it cuts to Scarlet like at some like dig site or something like that. And she's pretty much talking, t- telling the cameraman, who is Benji, about herself, that she's from London, she's a professor, and that she has all these degrees in like archaeology and all this other stuff. And that her dad was an archaeologist and they were pretty well off like they were rich and stuff yeah and she's going through this book that was like her dad's and just talking about different artifacts and stuff that uh, he taught her and she like learned about and then you learn that he kind of maybe went crazy and killed himself yeah this movie's like basically tomb raider mixed with harry potter Dude, I was going to say that. that <laughs> this is what fucking pissed me off. It's fucking Tomb Raider. Like this, uh, I'm going to start calling her Lara. You're not fucking Scarlet anymore, Lara. All right. Like, it's the exact same. Like, oh, man. I was so mad was this fucking happened. And whenever they, they, they started talking about, like, the Philosopher's Stone, and I was like, huh, that's from Harry Potter. And they yeah, started talking. Exactly. They, they started talking about Nicholas Flamel, and I'm like, "Wait a second! I'm like, he's from Harry Potter too." Yeah. So then, like, I was like, "Are they fucking ripping off Harry Potter?" And I like looked into it, and Nicholas Flamel and the Philosopher's Stone are like legitimate things oh, okay. from like from history. And I was like, "Wow, yeah. that like I had no idea." Yeah, me either. Um, so yeah, she's going to look for the Philosopher's Stone, and she's going to find her old an old friend named George who like works at the Vatican, I think, or somewhere in Paris. Um, so she pretty much needs him because he can read Aramaic. I think that's how you say it. Yeah. Which is the language that's on the uh, Rose Key. Mm-hmm. So she's talking to him, and he's kind of pissed at her because I guess when they were in Turkey last, she left, and he got put into a Turkish jail. <laughs> yeah. And... That's probably not very nice, to be honest. No, that would probably suck. Yeah, very much so. Uh, But then he decides that he's going to help her read this uh, language so she can go find it. Yeah, he says, like, I'll help you translate it, but, like, that's as far as I'm going. Like, I'm not doing anything else. Yeah, exactly. 
yeah, so they get to a museum and the they get to um what's the name? Flamel, Flamel's tombstone. Yeah. And they're trying to figure out where to find the Foster Stone. So they're like looking at it. And then she like figures out that it's on the back of the tombstone. So they just start like moving shit around this museum. Like just like pick up the tombstone and just fucking drop it on the floor. <laughs> it's like, what yeah. the fuck? George is like, what the fuck? Like, I don't want any part of this. Yeah. Like where the fuck security in this bitch? Like, yeah. And the and way then, that she uncovered, like, I'm sure you're going to talk about this, but like this. Yeah, you, fucking, you just, yeah, go on. It drove me crazy. Me too. There, she was like, oh, it, it ha- it's this, like, uh, like substance and this and this. Oh, these are three things that are common in cleaning products. <laughs> yeah. And she just like grabs these cleaning products off of a fucking janitor's cart and starts yeah. pouring it all over the yeah. back of the tombstone. Yeah. Like that janitor just, should be fired. <laughs> <laughs> and where's security like this is a museum i'm sure that shit's worth a ton of fucking money yeah and then she fu- doesn't even stop there she like pulls out like oh we need to light this on fire oh here some <laughs> matches and just fucking lights it on fire like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, oh my god but uh, so then yeah go ahead i was gonna say but then it un- it uncovers what the secret is yeah so then they find out that the Philosopher's Stone is in between heaven and hell and that it's 370 feet underground. They have to go into the catacombs and there's they like talk about how there's like 6 million corpses down there. Yeah. And this movie kind of reminds me of the fucking Bone Collector where they just know <laughs> every single thing about yeah. everything. Yeah, like they have this map of like Paris and then they have the the map of the catacombs yeah. and they put it over top of the map of Paris and they're like, okay, well, it's going to be here. And then George is like, well, the catacombs don't go there, but uh, this cave-in happened here, this one happened here, and this one happened here. So there's got to be a secret tunnel somewhere. Yeah. It's just like, holy and fuck. Like, and whenever she was introducing herself and like talking about herself, she says like how many – uh, um, like uh, diplomas or whatever she has, she has like two or three, and I think Benji says like, "Well, you're so young." It's like, how the fuck do you know all this shit if you're only like, you know, so young? Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> so then they get a tour guide down into the catacombs, and they're like looking at their map. They're trying to find this secret tunnel, and then just some guy sitting on a bench like just tells them like, "Oh, you need to go see." Pa- Papillon or Papillon, or I don't know how to say his fucking name. Papillon. Papillon means butterfly. Does it? Mm-hmm. Huh. That's uh, interesting. <laughs> That's probably why he's at the club. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So this guy says they need to go find him at the club, and then they like the camera turns back to Scarlet, and then it turns back and he's gone. Oh my god. <laughs> so they go to find Papillon at the club and they're like talking to him like, Oh, are you Papillon? And he's like Yeah, and he says something like, um, they're like, Oh, we need a tour guide or you go find the catacombs and he's like, Do I look like a tour guide? And then yeah. Scarlet's like, Do I look like a tourist? And it's like, 
yeah, you are a tourist because you're not from here. <laughs> and I was thinking like, yeah, you kind of do look like one. I mean, like you have a little yeah. tour book and. <laughs> oh, man. And also she like speaks like so many different languages except for the one that they need. Yeah. <laughs> so then she tells him like, oh, like, or she, he says, oh, what do I get of this? And uh, she's like, oh, there's treasure there. And he's like, all right, I want the treasure. And then he's like, I'll take half of it. And then Scarlet's like, oh, I don't want the treasure. And then George is like, oh, I'll take half. I'll give you half. <laughs> half is fine. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah. So they're kind of like getting set up to go down into the catacombs. And Papillon's kind of talking about how there's no cell phones down there because there's no service, basically. Yeah. And he's introducing his two friends, um, Zed, who is the, the climber, I think is yeah. his name. Yeah. And then Susie, who is the banshee, which I don't yeah. understand what that's supposed to mean. Yeah, I didn't get that either. Um, and then it shows like a, a close up of Papillon's uh, scar on his hand, yeah. or his hand, and he has like a scar on it. And then they asked Zed what it is from, and they're like, oh, we don't talk about that. Yeah. And it never mentions it again in the movie. Wow. We kind of figure it out later on. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're kind of helping me clue into things here. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So they get to the catacombs, and Pop is like talking about how they need to hurry up because the cops are always scouting out people trying to get down there. Mm-hmm. So they get to like this tunnel entrance area, and. George doesn't want to go down because he, he doesn't like caves. He won't say why at this time. He doesn't rule that. Yeah, he says that his little brother drowned in a cave pretty much. Yeah. He and, doesn't uh, say it, but uh, Scarlet mentions it to Benji later on, I think. Yeah. yeah. So they all put like um, headlamps on, and Benji has like cameras set up on their camera or on their headlamps. And then all of a sudden, the police show up, and I think they tackle Pap. Yeah. Or George. I think it was Pap, yeah. Yeah, it was Pap. So then they go into the entrance, and they just like throw, start throwing smoke bombs. <laughs> and then somehow they get away from the cops. The cops just, I guess, give up. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, shit, they've ran 10 feet into this tunnel. We better yeah. stop chasing them now. And then Pap says, like, ah, the cops will never cap- me- catch me or something stupid. <laughs> 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 oh man it's like these cops did not try at all no no so yeah um and then and then this part like to like scarlet says says to george like oh i was so mad that you didn't call me after turkey and it's like how can he call you he was in fucking prison yeah it's true <laughs> <laughs> oh god so they're down in the catacombs now. It's like super narrow tunnels and it's like kind of dark. And they start they start to go through like some water in the tunnel and they find this sign that says uh, Rue, Rue Bouzout or something like that. I don't yeah. know. It's all French shit. <laughs> um, and that's one of the spots where there was a cave-in. That, uh, yeah, I tried looking earlier. up some of these, but it was all in French that came up, so I just gave up, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, so Pop finds like a burnt out candle on the wall and he says it's still hot. So there's people down here and they're kind of like walking through and then they start hearing this like singing mm-hmm. and they look in this room and there's all these like weird cult people just singing and stuff like that. And then like nothing ever really happens like with that. Yeah. Cult, like, I don't think. No, because Whenever they're at that club, too, Benji notices this woman who, like, kind of stares at him, like, really weirdly. And then she, like, kind of walks away. And you think, like, okay, like, she's going to have a part in the movie. She was the one that was, like, leading the chant with that cult. And then she looks at the camera again, really creepy. Yeah. And then you never see her again after that. It's like, what is the significance of this woman? Why does she keep staring at the camera like a freak? Yeah. And And then we never see her again. Yeah. Like I just think it doesn't make any sense. I don't know. Maybe it's just like supposed to make make you feel weird. I don't know. I don't know. It wasn't really anything at all. And like if I was in these catacombs and I came across this cult that's doing this like weird ass chanting, I'd yeah. turn the fuck around and get out of there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I, I'll run back into the cops. Like just arrest me. I don't want to be down here anymore. Yeah, yeah. So they get to like kind of like a dead end, like a this way or that way kind of scenario. Yeah. So the one way it's kind of like a tunnel. And then the other way is like a, that they like climb over some bones into this like really small gap. Mm-hmm. And Scarlet tells them like, Oh, we're going with the map tells us to go this way. Cause it's uh quicker. And then pop says, Oh, we can't, don't go that way. It's a bad, it's a bad tunnel. Like bad things happen if you go that way. Mm-hmm. And he says that you have to go this way. Like he says um, something about like the longer it takes isn't necessarily the worst route or something like that. Yeah. And then she like made reference to the map again. And he goes, the map doesn't show you everything. It doesn't, does it show you where the water is? Does it show you where this is? And then he said, does it show you which way is evil? And yeah, then, yeah. And then finally they like kind of agreed with him. Yeah, like he's fucking the one that's been down here a million times. Like it's yeah. the first time down here. And that's kind of what George says to Scarlet too. And yeah. he was like, "Like, look, we've never been down here. Like, let's just listen to the guy that knows what the fuck he's talking about." Yeah. So then the pop starts telling them about their friend uh, Latoup or Lataup, which mm-hmm. means the mole, who is basically like a kind of like navigator, I guess, or like the guy who like does the tunnels and shit. Yeah. So he's talking about how he went in the bad way and he hasn't been seen since. Yeah. And they don't really say like how long he's been missing. They just say that he has been gone since he went in that tunnel. They mention it later on though. Oh, do they? Yeah. Like, I totally missed that. Yeah. When we, when we get to it, I'll say it. Oh, okay. So Zed goes first over like the rat bones in the narrow tunnel and they play like a, a joke on Benji because Benji's like freaking out about going over bones and they say there's like rats in there and then Zed goes in he starts like freaking out like oh a rat a rat but that's like just a joke yeah so they all start climbing through and I think Benji it's hard to tell like who what like order they're going in um but basically the camera's like on Benji and he gets stuck and he starts like freaking out really bad he can't move and like Scarlet's trying to guide him through it, telling him to move the bones and stuff like that. Yeah. And then after a few minutes, he's like hyperventilating and stuff. And then he finally gets out. And then at the last second, the, uh, the roof collapses and blocks mm-hmm. it away. 
And this is like something I found really stupid too. Oh man, me too. Like the uh, Papio and all his friends have been down there. Like how many times they've taken people down there before? They've crawled yeah. over these bones how many yeah. times? Yeah. And now all of a sudden the fucking ceiling collapses on it. Yeah, and also they get through, and they're back at the start of where they started, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. And Pap even like says like, "Oh, I don't understand. Like, what's going on?" Like. And no one like questions it, like just fucking turn back at this point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they decide to go in through the bad tunnel and they get to the other side and then they see one of Pap's, uh, I guess, tags with spray paint. Mm-hmm. And uh, they like start freaking out like, oh, he said you had never been here before. And he's like, I haven't. Like, I don't understand what's going on. And then all of a sudden you hear a phone ringing. And it's like one of those old school phones. Yeah. And um, they start talking about how, like, oh, like you said, no cell phones were allowed down here or something like that. And he's like, maybe the phone lines are still down here. And then Pop says that they took the phone lines out 50 years ago. So they're following the sound and they're getting closer. Then they come across another sign. It's the Baron d'Enfer. Um, it's like pretty much another place that like collapsed. Yeah. And uh, I'm totally uh, <laughs> fucking up these names, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but basically a bunch of like people died and stuff like that. So then they get to another part of the catacombs and they find a piano. And George is talking about how he used to play a piano back in the day. And there was one song he used to play in the last note. He couldn't finish because his piano was broken. Mm-hmm. And he starts playing the piano, and then the last note, it doesn't work. So it's like, yeah. kind of like, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and uh, the phone's still ringing, and they get to it. It's like a red kind of like dial phone. And Scarlet picks it up, and then the person on the other line is says, like, why won't you talk to me, Scarlet? And just keeps saying that over and over again. Yeah. So then they get to kind of a dead end area-ish, and then they find La Toupe. And they're like, kind of like, oh, what are you doing here? Like, I thought you were dead. Mm-hmm. And like, none of them like really like freak out or anything like that. They just like, continue <laughs> on like nothing is out of the ordinary. <laughs> yeah. And this is where they mention that he's been down there for two years. Two years. Two wow. years. I totally missed that. Yeah. And um, like, I just remember thinking like, how is he still alive after yeah, two years? Like, how are they not like questioning like, okay, there's no way you could have survived down here for two fucking years. Yeah. So they start following him too. And then he starts saying like the only way out is down. So... They start following him around, and then they find like a giant hole, kind of looks like a well. Yeah. So they start uh, climbing down it. Scarlet's first, and then George is next. And they're about halfway. I think Scarlet's on the ground, and then uh, George is halfway. And then Benji's going to go next. And then his clip breaks, and he falls almost to George. And his hands are all like, bleeding and stuff like that, and his clip just broke. Mm-hmm. And then they get into like a weird part of the tunnel where it's kind of like, um, excuse me, echoed like sound. 
don't know. Yeah. It's kind of hard to describe. Like they can't hear each other. And then all of a sudden, like this, I don't know. It starts like doing like shaky cam and like just like going nuts. And you see this like little kid for like a split second, like all these like weird screams and stuff like that. Yeah. But like, I don't know if like they, they hear any of that or it's just like, or like us. Yeah. I'm not sure. Cause like nobody seemed to notice the, the kid. Yeah. Which is kind of weird. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then they find a door, they go in into it and it's like a dead end. And then they're like looking around and Scarlet finds a scarab beetle on the wall. And then she has a bone collector moment where she just fucking <laughs> figures all this shit out in like five seconds. Mm-hmm. Starts talking about how like, She's like, oh, scarabs. And she's like, oh, pharaohs were around then. And then she starts talking about uh, uh, Ptolemic Hinge. I don't know if I'm saying that right. But basically it's like an old school puzzle where you have to hit the exact button at the exact right time. And if you don't, then the ceiling will collapse on you. Yeah. So then... I don't understand how they figured this shit out. Like, it was so confusing to me. Because she's um, Laura fucking Croft, that's how. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, long story short, basically they figure out what the seven, what, how many planets there were back, I guess, in those days, maybe. Mm-hmm. So they figure out that there are seven planets, and then they pull one rock out, and then the door opens for them to keep going through. So they get through the next room, and there's just this dead guy laying on the table. He's not, like, rotten or anything like that. He looks like brand new dead. Yeah. That makes sense. (laughs) Brand new dead. (laughs) My words. Um, And I think George mentions or something. One of them mentioned that this guy's been dead for, like, 500 years or something like that. Yeah. And I assumed that it was Flamel, but I don't know if it actually was or not. Yeah, I didn't really think about it, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Just accepting Um, that there's a dead guy there. So, yeah, they're looking around the area, and Scarlet tells them to turn off their headlamps. So they turn them off, and they see a light on the ground kind of going through, like, the wall. And there's, like, a kind of puddle of, like, water, I don't know, like an entrance. Yeah. That goes through the wall to the other side. So Scarlet goes through first and she gets the other side and it's this room full of like treasure and stuff like that. And then the rest of them come through and they get to the other side and they're all like, Oh, treasure, treasure. And then like it cuts to the tube and he's being like super weird. Like just standing there <laughs> doing yeah. nothing. Um, so yeah, like Scarlet and George are looking at this kind of like painting thing. And, uh, then they look back and the rest of them are like pulling the grade off to get to the treasure. And at the last minute, Scarlet says like, no, don't, it's a trap. But they pull the grade off and then the ceiling collapses on them. Um, Susie is crushed, but she's like, she's, her arm's pretty cut up, pretty bad. And Latoupe is buried. They can't get to him. And then like, out of nowhere, Scarlet has the philosopher's stone and then she just like, puts it on her arm and just like fucking heals her. Yeah. Well, she pulled it out of that, like, uh, 
like oh, the like painting thing. thing. Yeah. But like they don't ever really explain like what is so like what is this philosopher's stone like? Well, Flamel thought that it would like help him live forever. Okay. So it's basically like a healing stone kind of thing. Right. Right. Um. So yeah, they heal Susie's arm with the uh, the stone. And then they're like looking around and they find this kind of like door thing on the ceiling. Yeah. And I'm not going to get his name right, but I'll try. <laughs> it's called like a Porta Akahishia or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Uh, so basically, according to Scarlet, it means it's the key to call magic. So then they like look down and they figure out there's like a door that's in the floor. Yes. Yeah. So they go through it and they come out on the other side and it looks like the same room as before, except everything is like the opposite. Yeah. So it's all like turned around. Um, so then one of the door doors closes and then they get to like another room and they're like in this like water and then all of a sudden like this like screeching, like loud noises like mm-hmm. happen. Um, and then they get into another room that kind of looks like the room where the dead guy was a bit. Yeah. And then uh, they see someone like sitting in across the room and then Susie goes up and it's uh, Latoupe. And then like all of a sudden he like gets up and just fucking attacks her and just like bashes her head into the fucking concrete. Yeah. And like this part was really intense. Like the it way was. he was smashing her face. I was like, Jesus. Yeah. Like, I, I knew that he was going to jump up. Like, I was kind of expecting that. Yeah. But I didn't expect her to grab her like that. Just fucking <clears throat> kill her like that. Yeah. Um. Before we move on, there was, a like, a tunnel entrance. I can't remember if it was before this or if it was after. But it says, abandon all hope, ye who enter here. Was that before this part or was that yeah, after? I don't remember. It probably was this part. Yeah. So, anyways, like, it was in whatever language. And it. And Scarlet yeah. translates it to abandon all hope ye who enter here, which according to mythology is what was inscribed on the gates of hell. Yeah. So it's kind of like implying that they're on their way to hell. Yeah. True. Uh, so yeah, they go like into the next room and Benji's like, I think they're crawling down into another like hole. And then you see a girl behind Benji. And I thought it was Susie at first, but I don't think it was. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so yeah, they like rappel down to another hole, and then all of a sudden Benji like falls down the hole and just fucking dies. He like splats on the fucking ground. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Benji's dead, and then George sees his little brother, um, and then you hear like Benji screaming in the distance, and just like all this shit happening at once, and like they turn the corner, and then also there's a fucking car on fire in the fucking catacombs and there's a guy inside it and pap is like crying he's saying like oh i didn't mean to stuff like that yeah and i'm guessing this is like his scar that you were talking that i was talking about before oh all the pieces are coming together i'm so smart (laughs) um so yeah he's freaking out then he like gets like pulled into the car like uh, it's kind of like weird, like CGI. I don't know. Is it was, was kind of stupid. Yeah, it was stupid. <laughs> in my opinion. Um, 
And then all of a sudden they start seeing like these like weird people down there and like start running away. And like one of the guys like kind of looked like the, the boob guy on little Nicky. <laughs> <laughs> like the white face and like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they're running from whoever these people are. I don't know if they're real or not, but uh, I guess George gets bit. I think it's George, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Because, well, there's only George, Scarlet, and Zed left. Yeah. Yet. Yeah, I couldn't tell if it was Zed or George, but I think it was George because he had, like, a lighter shirt on. But, yeah, he uh, did, anyway, yeah. he gets bit and attacked by someone, and then I think they, they get away. They pull George away, and then Scarlet, like, says it's a fake stone she has, and she has to go put it back and get the right one. Yeah. Like, I didn't I didn't understand this at all, to be honest. Well, like, how did it heal Susie? Yeah, exactly. And, like, uh, yeah, I don't get oh. it. Oh. What? Because, like, they're in, like, opposite land, right? Yeah. So I'm guessing maybe that's why, like, the stone's not real. So, like, so before they weren't in the opposite land? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. This movie's Possibly. confusing. It is. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Scarlet's going to go on a fucking Lara Croft mission and go fucking get the real stone back. <laughs> like a badass. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she's like on her way back. She gets through everything pretty easily. There's like one scene where she's in some water and it's like all blood and there's like hands like reaching out for her and shit like that. Yeah. And then she has to the room, I think, where Susie was killed. And there's, like, a guy hanging. And pretty sure it's her dad, obviously, right? Yeah. that's. Yeah. I'm assuming that's who it was that she saw at the start of the movie, too. Okay, okay. That makes it was sense. Just, like, a, a an image of her father. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, like, this part, like, there was, like, way too much shaky cam happening. Like, it just, like, kind of, like, noises and, like, people, like, showing up quickly. I don't know. It's hard to see what's happening to be honest so then she like hugs and like kisses the like dad or something like that and then she gets like the real stone she puts the fake stone back and then she like rubs the mirror in the like picture and then she mm-hmm. gets the real stone I, I don't know it was all fucking confusing to me um it's not like what I got from it and like what I was reading online too it's not like actually stated, but um, earlier in the movie, she said, as I believe the world to be, so it is, which is like saying like the, it, the world is mirrored. And now that she, now she has the power of the stone kind of thing. Oh yeah, that's true. I don't know if that's entirely accurate yeah, or not. Actually, because the part right next. Yeah, that makes sense. That's what the internet said. So I'm going to believe it. Fucking internet. Uh, so yeah. She gets back to Zed and George and um, yeah, like George is like pretty much almost dead. And then she kisses George and all of his uh, wounds heal. So yeah, you're right. Like, uh, yes, she is the stone now. I don't know. Yeah. Still kind of dumb to me. (laughs) Um, So then they find a hole and then I, I didn't, I didn't get this at all. They like, figure out that they have to say like um what's the word i'm looking for like not like i guess sins maybe 
Yeah, so she was saying that uh, they have to like rectify their guilt. Yeah. And then jump, and they might have a chance of surviving. So, like, I guess her guilt was like her apologizing to her dad and like saying it was her fault that he died, and she she didn't realize how much pain he was in. I guess. Mm Hmm. Yeah. And then George says that him and his brother were in the cave together, and then his brother got stuck or something like that. He wanted to go find help. And then he ended up getting lost and his brother drowned. And then Zed says that he has a child, but he denies it and he's never seen the child at all. Yeah. And then they're like, all right, we have to jump down this hole. And then they're just like, all right, one, two, three, and then jump in the hole. And they're just like falling for a few minutes. And then they like hit the ground and the Zed starts freaking out, like, oh, we're never getting the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. And then Scarlet and George find, like, a manhole cover. And they push on it. It kind of moves. And they're like, all right, got to push down to slide it over. So they push it, and they slide it. And then they, like, I thought this part was really cool, actually. It, like, transitions into, like, the real world. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, the street is, like, on the other side, but they're, like, I don't know. It's hard to describe where they like seeing it, but uh, it's almost yeah. like everything was like upside down whenever they came into the tunnel. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, they get out into the real world out of the catacombs and the movie ends. And that's the way the blood spot is. Yeah. Not a whole lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was like a little bit of a an end scene to like the kind of it's a continuation of her interview with Benji. And, was that uh, after the credits or? Yeah, that that was after they come out of the tunnel. Oh, okay. It was like right before the movie ended, but like she was going on about how people think that she's going after the stone for fame and fortune, but it's not true. And Benji asks what she's really after, and she just says, "I want the truth." And then that was the end of it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and apparently I read on like the trivia that during the credits or like right in the credits, really you can hear someone like whisper like as above, so below, or like something like the only way out is down or something like that. I don't know. Oh, really? Yeah, but uh, hmm. yeah, that's the movie. Um, so yeah, I am interested to hear your rating on it. <laughs> All right. So I gave my story. A five out of ten. Okay. I said it was a cool concept, but it definitely could have been done better. Um, yeah. I like the I- idea of people finding like the gates to hell and whatnot, but it really kind of fell short of expectations. Yeah. Um, I said it's not a, like a terrible movie, but it's not as good as what it could have been. Um, I'm getting a little little tired of the fan footage genre. I feel like it's it's becoming overdone and not done very well either. Yeah. Uh, there was some very silly things that happened in the movie that definitely wouldn't have happened in real life. Like aside from the whole Philosopher's Stone mythology yeah. and all that shit, like there's just certain things that were just kind of stupid that happened. Um, <clears throat> the movie got very confusing sometimes. Like you never really know where they are, like what room they're in. They're always backtracking or yeah. – ending up in the same room, but everything's backwards and it just, it was hard to follow sometimes. Yeah. Um, that scene at the end with the vertical tunnel, like rectifying your guilt and just jump. Like 
would anybody actually think of that first of all? And like, would anybody actually do it? (laughs) Yeah. Like this tunnel is huge. Like it's like a thousand feet. It is. Yeah. That they're falling, like just free falling. Yeah. And I also added in that Scarlet is a wannabe Lara Croft. And I was ultimately (laughs) uninterested in what her motives were. Yeah. Um, But yeah. So five out of 10 for the story. And the quality, I gave it a six out of 10. Okay. Um, this part, I'm assuming you read the trivia on this, so you do know this part, but... I, I read only uh, like a couple of them. Okay. So the first point I want to make, like, I love the fact that the production company was actually able to get access to these catacombs under yeah, France. Yeah, okay. I wrote that on my review too, yeah. First time in history that, like, these things have ever been filmed. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, the genuine, like, creepiness felt throughout the film couldn't have been replicated on a set i don't think like knowing that these actors were actually in these catacombs just like really added to that tone yeah um they didn't use a lot of jump scares until the end which i liked uh and even still like they're pretty few and far between um but i'm gonna reiterate again that like i'm losing interest in these found footage movies and i really don't like the ones that have the shaky cams yeah such as this one uh the script was fairly mediocre the acting wasn't terrible but it wasn't great either but yeah so five out of ten for story six out of ten for quality all right uh, <laughs> so so all of our listener request uh i swear we're not doing this on purpose and ripping on your movies <laughs> or disliking them i should say <laughs> but for my story, I gave it a 3 out of 10. Uh, just, like, it's a total rip-off of Tomb Raider. Like, fucking every little detail, like, is the same. Like, yeah. Like, when, it, when she was explaining everything, I was like, okay, this is fucking Tomb Raider. Like, oh, my God. He's fucking <laughs> British. Her dad's an archaeologist. You know, she has this book that she learned from him. Like, she goes on these fucking crazy adventures for artifacts and goes in tombs and shit like that like man this is mm-hmm. not original at all like fuck. yeah so anyway and um <laughs> <laughs> they don't really like explain like what is so great about the stone like yeah like you said uh like the guy flamel like thought it like could heal him and like keep him alive forever but like she doesn't really I don't know, go into detail. It just shows her going to find these places and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, I don't know if it mentioned it whenever she first like introduced herself, like why, why Benji was filming it. Like, was it just a, was it just like a friend of hers? Yeah. I don't really know why. Yeah. That's a good so, point. I mean, if, if I, if it does say in the movie, then I apologize, but like didn't really say like why he's filming her at all like why mm-hmm. he's just volunteering to go in these fucking catacombs and uh like i didn't really see it as them like going to into the gates of hell like it's just like all this like weird random shit like happening like i kind of like understood like the part where pap sees like the burning car it's like okay, that's, like, something bad you did in your life. Like, you should pay for that. But, like, 
everyone else that dies, or I guess only one other person dies really in the movie, which is Susie. Like, why did she die? Like, what did she do in her past, in her life, or something like that? Um. So yeah, I didn't really understand that part of it, and uh, I only really cared about a couple characters really. If that, mm-hmm. I don't know. I felt like Zed and Susie didn't really do much at all, like contribute that much. Yeah. I found it weird that Zed was one of the final characters too, like to yeah. survive. Yeah. I would have thought it would have been like pop at least. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So story three of 10 and my quality, I gave a five out of 10. Um, like you said in your review, I thought it was cool. They filmed, filmed it in the real catacombs. Like I don't, uh, how much of the trivia did you read? All of it? Uh, a good chunk of it, yeah. Were like the bones they were climbing on? Was those, were those fake or were those real? Uh, they were real. See, like that's that's insane. Like, that's crazy. I don't um, know if all of them were, like the ones that they were crawling over and shit like that. Yeah. But I know like whenever they are first doing that like initial tour, like yeah. I'm pretty sure those ones were all real. Yeah, <clears throat> which is like, okay, that's like pretty cool and shit. And I thought like some of the lore and the traps that they used like in the film too were like really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, even though they didn't really like explain too much of it, you kind of got to learn a little bit of like Flamel and like the old like pharaohs and stuff like that and how those like traps and shit worked. Um, I didn't like how like they had the weird shaky cam and they just kind of like threw like weird people and noises throughout the movie like to try and scare you. It like wasn't really effective mm-hmm. to me at all. And excuse me. Uh, Scarlett and George just seemed like way too smart and things just fell way into place for them. Yeah. Like uh, the scene at the beginning we talked about. Um, yeah, that's pretty much like at the start, I was like when the two meter stuff happened, I was like, okay, like I fucking hate this movie. But then like once they got into the catacombs, like, I kind of was like, okay, this is like an all right movie. Like, I don't know. know. It's just like, yeah, an average movie to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's, uh, that's my rating. All right. So you guys know our scores. Let's head on over to Rotten Tomatoes and see what they've scored it. So the critics consensus after an intriguing setup that threatens to claw its way out of found footage overkill as above, so below, plummets into cliched mediocrity. Yeah, like I feel like this was one of like the not the last found footage movie, but like of that span. I don't know. Yeah, like there was that really fucking shitty movie, The Devil and I. I think. Do you remember that one? Oh yeah, yeah. Was it, was it yeah. Devil and I or something like that? It was like a really bad, like it was an exorcist movie. Exorcist movie, but it was like found footage. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think, yeah, I yeah. think you're right. But uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> All right. What do you think those critics scored it? I want to say like a fifty-eight. Cool. Twenty-six. Are you fucking kidding me? No. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Wow. When I opened up when I opened up Rotten Tomatoes, I was like, wow, this is probably the lowest critic rating we've gotten on any of our movies. And we've <laughs> we've done some bad movies. Yeah. 
Yeah, wow. I was really surprised to see it that low. Oh my low. god, that's insane. Yeah. Um, so yeah, twenty six percent on seventy seven ratings. Only seventy seven, eh? Yeah. Wow. And the audience scored it. Oh, sorry, what? Yeah, no, I was gonna say that's just that's crazy. Can't believe that. Yeah. And uh, the audience scored it a little bit closer to what you gave it with uh, 40, 40%. Still, uh, still is... rotten. I don't know. Like before I watch it, I felt like around the horror community, people enjoy this movie from what I thought. Yeah, I don't know. Like I remember when I first watched it, like I think I bored it from Alan. Yes, Alan, you're yeah. getting another shout out. <laughs> <laughs> um I remember like thinking it was all right, but it like yeah, it wasn't great. Like whenever they were um, like pitching it, and like you were seeing trailers for it and shit, I thought it was going to be yeah. like really good, like the descent yeah. was. Yeah, but ultimately fell very short of that. Wild. All right, you ready to hop on over to that scare section? Let's do it. Okay, so what did you give it for a scare rating? So I gave it a 4 out of 10. Um, it's not really scary at all. Like, there was, like, maybe, like, one jump scare, if that. But really, the the scary thing with the movie is just, like, the claustrophobic feeling. Um, like, you don't... Mm-hmm. I, I didn't think that any of them were going to get out of it, to be honest. Um, so I just had that feeling the whole time, like no one was going to survive. And like, I wasn't really worried about like the demons or like monsters that were in the catacombs. I thought they would have like not be able to find their way out and get just die. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of had that thought process too. Like whenever I first watched it. So four out of 10. Cool. Uh, I gave it a five out of 10. I just put it right in the middle. Um, but like you said, like it, it's just like the, the claustrophobic claustrophobic feeling that you get from it. Like, I didn't find any of the other shit scary at all. Like that stupid cult at the beginning and like the random ass people walking around, like I didn't find any of that scary. It was just like purely the claustrophobic feeling. Yeah. Um, and that scene, whenever Benji's crawling over the bones, like he gets stuck. Like, yeah. oh, fuck. That had my heart racing, that part. Yeah. Just because, um, like, you like you really think that he's just going to be stuck there. Yeah. Well, I'll just uh, segue into that. That's my scariest scene. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, the when Benji's trapped in there, because, like, the camera's on him for a good, like, three to four minutes of him just stuck yeah. in this fucking thing, and he's, like, freaking out. And Scarlet's like talking to him, like telling him to calm down, like move the bones. And he's like freaking out even more, saying like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And uh, yeah, like you don't know, like I thought like someone's going to fucking grab him. He starts saying like, ah, oh, something bit me. Something bit me. It's like, what the fuck's happening? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, that was my scariest scene, even though it wasn't like scary. felt his emotions. Okay. So what's your scariest scene? Uh that one as well, but I also said uh <clears throat> when um 
the mole spazzes out and like smashes Susie's face off the rocks. Like, like you said, like you knew that he was going to jump up and like, I like, it's obvious that something like that's going to happen. But then like whenever he smashed your face and like, it wasn't just one smash. Like he was fucking pulverizing her face off. Oh, he was going at her for sure. Yeah. And I don't know. It like the jump scare wasn't effective, but like just the way he was going at her, I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Cool. So yeah. All right. Do you think you would survive? I put yes. Um, I feel like I'm a pretty good navigator and I'm good with the direction. And I'm also pretty like experienced at like hiking and stuff like that. So I okay. I feel like I would get out of the catacombs pretty easily. What about All you? Right. You've played lots of Lara Croft movies or games. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought that was kind of hoping that we get one of those classic Lara Croft like gruesome deaths in this movie. <laughs> um, I said I would not survive. Oh, um, I'm significantly bigger bodied than you are, so you could fit into those okay. smaller spaces. I Fair wouldn't enough. have been able to. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, what are you talking I mean, about? You look it, good, man. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I probably would have died whenever Benji got stuck. Like, there's no way I would have been able to fucking crawl through that small of a space, I don't think. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> and all right. Cool. So is there anything else you want to talk about with the movie? Or? Uh, fuck that movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'll say. Sorry, Michael. Sorry, Michael. We love you. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So for our top five list this week, Brooke, this was yours. And I, I think now I understand your reasoning for picking it, but, uh, but let's hear. Uh, All right. So literally like Bettina and I were like finishing a movie and you're like, all right, we'll record in like, I don't like, we had like 20 minutes or half hour till we recorded it. And I was like, shit, man, we need a top five. And you're like, oh, fuck. So I was like thinking, I was like, all right, what were like top five horror video games? And you're like, I don't really get it. It's random, but sure, I dig it. So it kind of like plays into this. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I kind of was thinking of Tomb Raider video games. And I was like, <laughs> oh, we haven't done like top five horror video games. So uh, I thought that'd be a pretty good list for us. Yeah, I like it. And I'm kind of excited to talk about this, to be honest. For sure. All right, so do you want to do your honorable mentions or do you want me to do mine first? Um, you know, I always do mine first, so you go ahead. All right, so my first one is Condemned Criminal Origins. Okay, I haven't and heard I th- of that game before. I'm pretty sure it was on my, yeah, it would have been on my 360 that I had that. Okay. And it was, like, super fucking cool and, like, super creepy. Like you're basically like a detective trying trying to like solve this murder, but it ends up being like, like uh, supernatural and stuff. But like you get to use like all these detective tools and like cameras and stuff like that to try and figure everything out. Okay. It was, it was really fun and super creepy. Uh, My next one is until dawn. Okay. Which came out a few years ago. And it was one of those ones like where every choice you made kind of had an effect on the story, which I really yeah. liked. Yeah. So it had like a lot of, a lot of replay value. Yeah. Um, my next one 
is The Evil Within. Oh my and god, how did I fucking forget about that game? Oh my god. <laughs> this right, one's well, going on my like, <laughs> This one could have like easily been in my top five, but I I don't know. My top five is too solid of a list to kind of put it in there. Yeah. Um, but it's a fucking great game. It is. And lastly, I put Layers of Fear, that's which is one another game one I haven't played. Oh man, it's it's good and it's fucking scary. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I have it. So if you want to grab it off me, that's cool. Cool. Yeah. For show. And uh, I was gonna put the Amnesia trilogy on there, but yeah. I haven't played it yet. So I like I like I know that it's good, and I know that yeah. it's deserving of like an honorable mention. But I've never yeah. played it. It's, okay, yeah, it's one that's just, it's one that's kind of just sitting on my backlog that I haven't been able to get to yet. But yeah, cool. But yeah, let's hear yours. All right. So I have four honorable mentions, except two of them have an asterisk beside them. <laughs> okay. So the two that uh, don't have the asterisk are fear. Um, that's a game that I just recently played, to be honest, like maybe like four or five years ago. Okay. Because um, I just like randomly like booted up my Xbox 360 and just like went and like bought some like random games for like two or three bucks from EB Games. And uh, that was one of them that I picked up. And uh, it was a pretty scary game, like kind of like a shooter-ish game. Yeah. Um, but it was pretty scary. And then... One game I used to play on my PS2 so much was Silent Hill 2. Um, just like fucking uh, Pyramid Head and like yeah. all the shit. Like him just, you never really see him that interact with him. He just like fucking creeps around you and shit like that. And like, yeah, yeah just like solving all the puzzles and shit like that. Just uh, that was a great game. I and was going to put that one up. Oh, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. I, oh, go ahead. I was good. I was gonna put that one on my list, but it's been so long since I played it. Like, I yeah. can't really remember any of it. Yeah, like I just remember bits and pieces of it. Yeah, but I've really wanted to like watch, rewatch the movie. I've been seeing it a lot on Instagram and stuff, and I've I know I was it. honestly so close to picking it for my movie. Oh, really? Yeah, because I wanted to rewatch it too, and I know I remember you mentioning it uh, a few weeks ago too. Yeah. But uh, so my other two games that are kind of an asterisk. Uh, one of them is Resident Evil Seven. Okay. Which because I haven't played it yet, but I just bought it for Bettina and I to play together. Um, yeah. And I definitely know it's a scary ass game, and it's really fucking good. So I'm mm-hmm. sure it's probably on your top five, maybe. Yeah, maybe. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the other one I picked, I put an asterisk because I don't really consider it a game. It's more, well, it's called a playable trailer, what PT stands for. But uh, yeah, it's pretty much like a Silent Hill secret trailer kind of thing. Um, but this game was fucking terrifying. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if you have it in your top five, but that game was fucking scary. Like, really scary yeah and i'm kind of disappointed that nothing ever happened with that because it would have been so fucking good oh my god i know man i was so pumped for it and then like they just kind of scrapped it yeah so disappointing um but yeah that's my honorable mention sweet all right 
So we'll head on over to those top fives. Let's we'll do it. Start with mine, I guess. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. All right. So my number five is one of your honorable mentions, Fear. Nice. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> um, I used to fucking love this game. Yeah. Uh, I played it probably like three or four times whenever it like whenever I still had my 360. Oh, damn. Uh, such, such a great game. Like for its time, it was wicked. Um, yeah. And like I was, I've always been kind of like a trophy or achievement whore with games. Yeah. And this game has like one of the hardest fucking trophy lists or achievement lists. Oh, really? So I was like, I constantly replayed it just trying to get them all and like yeah. I never, never ended up doing it. But it's I a think wicked the game. It's pretty good too from what I've heard. Yeah, it is good. I yeah. I prefer the first one, but the sequel was good. Cool. All right. All right. So my number five is Alien Isolation. Sweet. Um, I didn't play this game when it first came out. I think I picked it up when it was on sale like maybe three or four yeah. years ago. And yeah. uh, fuck, such a great game. Like, oh, man. Just when you're like hiding from the aliens and trying to fucking stay still, it's it's so intense and terrifying. Like, uh, so it's, it delivers so well. Definitely. And like, I'm not usually yeah, into I like, like so uh yeah sorry I'm like like not usually into like stealth type games, but this one was just like different to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you gonna say? That's basically it. That's basically what I was going to say too. Like the whole stealth aspect of it was really well done. I really yeah, enjoyed it. Yeah, it was. And one thing that I like about it too, uh, like if you're if you were wearing a mic while you were playing it, like yeah. if you breathed too heavy, the alien would hear you and react to it. Yeah, fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. All right. So my number four is Outlast. Nice. This game is so fucking scary. Um, <laughs> and the only <clears throat> the only reason why it's not like higher on my list is because it was like a super short game. Yeah. Like you, you can have it beaten like probably three or four hours, maybe oh, five yeah. max. Yeah. But uh, yeah, fucking terrifying game though. I haven't played the second one yet, but I definitely want to. Yeah, me either. All right. All right. So my number four is Until Dawn. Uh, Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was super excited for this game because it's like a horror pick your own kind of like story way. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Like has like Hayden Panettiere in it who is fucking gorgeous. Bombshell. Um, yeah. And uh, like you said, the replay value of it too is really awesome. Yeah. And um I think there's... Did you pick up the uh, VR game? I haven't yet, no. Okay. But, but uh, uh, I, I heard that was pretty to. good, actually. Yeah. Bound, Bound by Blood, I think it's called. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, uh, yeah really solid game and a lot of like twists and turns um, in it that you don't really expect. So, mm-hmm. yeah. thought it was good. Cool. My number three is Dead Space. No fucking way. <laughs> My number three is also Dead Space. Sweet. This game was so scary back whenever it first came out. I don't remember how old we were whenever it came out, but like probably early teenage years. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, so this was like kind of right at the beginning of me like getting into horror and like this game fucked me up. It's so like dark and creepy and you never know what's coming around the corner. Yeah. And like there's shit jumping out at you all the time. Yeah. And like the limited resources you had to you had to be careful not to use too many bullets and Yeah. I don't know, like and like just a really really good just, game. Like the first game, like the whole series is fucking great. Yeah. yeah. And like I really hope that they do another game on like a newer generation console mm-hmm. or um, even just remaster them, it. Yeah. Cause I think all of them released on the PS three, I think. Right. E- yeah, I think so. Yeah. But uh, yeah, just a really well done game. And it's actually mm-hmm. like fucking terrifying. All right. So I guess we'll just jump right to my number two. Yep. Uh, this is one of your Asterix games. All right. <laughs> So my number two is PT. Nice. And I know it's not really a game, but no, I'm like, not going to fault you on it because it was on so many like horror video game lists I saw. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I won't fault you for it. It's fucking terrifying. Oh man, it is so scary. It's just like, and it's not even really anything. Like you're just. No. Going through a house and going through the same door over and over again. And the house just ch- kind of changes every time yeah. you go through. Yeah. And like, there's a really creepy scene in the bathroom where there's like a baby in a sink. Oh my God. And it's just like, ugh. and then if you do one of the things wrong at the end, this like demon woman kind of thing just like jumps at you from the ceiling. And yeah. the first yeah. time it happened to me, the first yeah. time it happened to me, like <laughs> my controller literally left my hands. Yeah. <laughs> like and I like, jumped so hard. And um, I remember I was playing with headphones in and like turned the fucking lights off. And it yeah. was so scary. And like the noises come through the controller as well if you have on PS4. Mm-hmm. Which, oh man. Uh, yeah. Fucking terrifying. Yeah. And like I when this first came out, I would watch so many like youtuber reaction videos to people playing this game just so i can see the reaction to shit <laughs> like oh man like i can't believe this game got fucking scraps mm-hmm. fucking norman reedus man <laughs> hey the game's good though at least yeah yeah exactly cool all right what's your number two so my number two is outlast all right. Uh, this game is so scary. Oh my god. Like I won't play Outlast 2 because it fucked me up so bad. Really? Yeah, like just the fucking giant guy like chasing after you and then like near the end the fucking like doctor, crazy doctor guy with the scissors and shit. Like Yeah. Man, so well done, but it's like such a like like not a huge game, but just mm-hmm. I don't know. And it, it's so dark, like, like it's pretty much pitch black most of the time. And the only light that you yeah. have is like from your camera or like a little yeah. flashlight. Like I remember like the, one of the first times you see the giant fucking guy, you have to like run into a locker and then like you just hear him like breathing outside. You're just like, oh, yeah. fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking great game. All right. What's your number two? 
My number one, you mean? Sorry. Yeah, your number one. <laughs> <laughs> My number one. Yeah. Is Resident Evil 7. Nice. Dude, this game is so fucking scary and so well done. And the graphics are incredible. Yeah. It's like you're in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, basically. Oh, my like God. Like, once you get into the house. Yeah. And I don't know if you have headphones on right now or if Bettina can hear me or not. But, like, this game is going to fuck you guys up. <laughs> I'm excited. Um, I played it on VR. I told you the other day. Like, I, mm-hmm. I just wanted to test it out on the VR. I lasted 30 minutes, and I had to take it off. I was like, there's no way I can get through this game oh, man. wearing the fucking headset. Yeah. Fuck. I'm excited. It's terrifying. It's so <laughs> it's such a great game, but it's so scary. Yeah. I mean, all I've read is like it's a fucking great game, like yeah. terrifying. And it like it gets away from what the other Resident Evil games were. Like yeah. obviously they were all zombies and shit like that. This one is like yeah. completely different than that. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. Sick. I'm excited to play it. <laughs> yeah. All right. My number one. And we're sticking with the uh, Resident Evil games. So my number one is Resident Evil 4. Nice. Uh, This is, in my opinion, the best Resident Evil game that's been made. I haven't played any of the new remakes, like 2 or 3. Or 7, obviously. Okay. But uh, I used to play this game with my friend uh, Graham, like in his basement on the GameCube back in the day, like during high school. <laughs> so yeah. much. Like we played this game for hours. Like we would do like seven, eight hour sessions, like just stay up all <laughs> night and fight this game. Yeah. This game is just fucking amazing. Like I can't wait until they do a remake of this. Um, I mean, they've done all the other games, so they have to do this one. Yeah, I think so. And uh, yeah, just, and it's actually, it's a fucking scary game too. Like, some of the bosses in this one are fucking terrifying. Uh, Yeah, just a great game. Even just a standalone game, like a shooter game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was really good. good. So, uh, yeah, that's my number one. Sweet. Yeah, I think before 7 came out, it was probably my favorite one out of the franchise, too. Yeah, yeah. I think that's definitely one of the top ones, in everyone's opinion. All right. Good list. I had fun with that one. Yeah, me too. Okay, so that's the end of the episode. Um, so yeah, next week our movie is uh, Brooke. It was your pick, and I think I'm getting the name right. The Eyes of My Mother. That's what it was called. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah. yeah. All right. Want to make sure I got that right. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so I'm excited to watch it and listen and talk about it. Yeah, uh, me too. I've been seeing it on Netflix quite a bit. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I think it'll be a good watch. Yeah, hopefully. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So like always, you guys can find us on Instagram at a podcast on Elm Street, underscores between each word. Um, you can find us on the Slasher app with the same name. Uh, if you click the link in our bio on Instagram, you will find links to our Patreon, to our T Public account, where you can order some sweet-ass merch. Uh, we also have links to everywhere that you can listen to this podcast. Uh and yeah, so we'll be coming at you next week with Brooks' pick. And yep. I think that's it. Cool.
All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Catch you. Yeah, thanks, guys. See you. Thank you.